BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Oh, boy. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Damn it, I should have done that before I got started. A daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures from the Impact Power Sports Studio. It is uh, 2024, January 2nd. I see one person is already like, um, welcome to Monday. And I'm like, no, no, it's Tuesday. It, it feels like forever ever since I've been here with you, but, uh, so glad to be back and, uh, and ready to go. You know, um, just so much to talk about. Hope you had a, uh, damn it. Pardon me. You know, here we go. <coughs> oh boy. Um, just so, uh, taking time away. I did the, um, uh, Aaron Rodgers get your head together thing where I just left. You know, it was, um, what day did I leave? I left and went up north alone with three dogs on Friday. Okay. And, um, off I go and I've got, I've got my three pooches and I, uh, I get up there, I get up north. The mystery of the mice inside of the old 1953 trailer. The plot thickens. I walk into the place. And um, the mouse traps are either sprung or the bait that I had on the spot where the mouse is supposed to go. And then the thing traps him and then boom, he's dead. All the peanut butter was eaten off of them. And I'm like, fuck what the fuck maybe i was successful but um there was evidence of like mouse shit well there was mouse shit on like the countertop and i was like oh fuck this is gross so cleaned all that up and then later on i find the mice 
two dead mice, these little fuckers, they went into this garbage can, kitchen garbage can, and fell in there. And then they're like, oh, this is great. This is great in here, but oh, fuck. How the fuck do we get out of here? And the poor bastards died. And that actually makes me sad. This is a real weird thing for me because it it, it just breaks my heart that, you know, that that happened. Anything suffering, I just can't take it. Any type of suffering, at least with the with a mouse trap. You know, the fucker has no idea. It happens so fast. It's like that submarine implosion or that submersible implosion. Remember that deal? Holy fuck. But um, still, all right, get that taken care of. Then it's uh, it's ice cold inside of that place. So I, I get the heat going. The dog, Bruce is shivering. He's so fucking cold. I had to wrap him up in a blanket. Uh, you know that plastic shit you put on the outside of the, around the window, like with the tape, and then you put the blow dryer on it, and it's like shrink wraps. I had to put all that shit up. It took me a couple hours. Fucking A. So I'm in business. Then the next day, Saturday, the big chore is more wood for the fire. I'm living like a mountain man at this point. I'm not actually having the fire, but when we have these damn campfires, we run out of wood so fast. I got to go pull more wood out. So I'm alone. And then I always remember in the back of my head, my dad like, do not use the chainsaw when you are alone. If you hurt yourself, you will bleed out. I'm like, ah, fuck. I got to be careful. Uh, Ryan says this trailer sounds like a place that a new black plague will come from. Uh, yes, yes, you're right. I'm laying in the bed. I got this little light on above me. I got my dogs. This is hours later and, uh, I'm on my pillow and I I'm getting ready to actually, uh, go to sleep. And I, um, I look to my right and just in, in my vision, just blurry because it's so close. There's an actual mouse turd right on the pillow next to my head. And I'm like, God damn it. Ugh. I had to disclose with Pooh Bear, my sweet wife. Are there any Mises? She says, I go, um, well, and I tell her everything I just told you. I don't ever lie to her. I'm like, fuck when you lie, then it just gets fucked up. She says, well, you know, I just bought yourself another year. I'm not going in that thing till it's mouse free. No problem. I get it. I get it. Um, but nevertheless, good time. Come back Sunday, New Year's Eve. And then uh, I got to host the resolution run around Reed's Lake, where I'm like the PA announcer. Um, as the people come in, Hey, way to go. And I got their name ahead of time. I'm cheering them on. All right. That's great. Awesome. Uh, off to the hockey game right after to do that. So I'm, I'm busy as a bee right away. New year's Eve, new year's day. I settle in now the plan on new year's day was simple. Get my $250 that I won off my neighbor from fantasy football. I won uh, two prizes. I won a hundred bucks for uh, most points, and I was the runner-up in the league. I lost the championship game. I was pissed off about that. 
So I got another 150 as runner-up. So I, I go, I get my $250. I'm feeling good about that. You know? But then the $250 was spent immediately. Like, the bill I got was for $250 after I got the $250 for the emergency room. That's right. New Year's Day. I get the money, and the next thing you know, I'm in the emergency room paying the hospital $250 for the deductible or whatever the fuck it is, how that works on insurance. Like, you give them $250, and then insurance covers the rest or whatever the fuck. That's right. For hours, I'm sitting in the emergency room. Nothing wrong with EZ. I'm not injured. Pooh Bear. Okay. She's fine. But this is what happened. This is such a thing that happens on New Year's Eve. But typically it happens when you're fucking drunk. She hadn't even gotten drunk. And um, so I'm at that race, that road race, the resolution run, doing my thing. And uh, she's going to then drive over to our pal's house. Sherry, one of my wife backups. And then I'm going to pick them up, leave my truck there, pick them up and drive them to the hockey game. Diana comes out of Sherry's house and she's limping. And I'm like, what, what is going on? And by the way, Tyler is here. Tyler ran the resolution run. That's right. Tyler Kerr ran the resolution run. I hope you did. Okay. I hope the legs were okay. The next day. That's a great way to start the new year. Jesus. New Year's Eve resolution run. Please leave leave comments uh, as to your adventure as you ran that 4.2 miles. He says, I was happy with my time considering the little training I did, LOL. Amy, who's a world-class athlete, says, great job, Tyler. Amy's remarkable. Amy's remarkable because this is what happens when you actually uh, take care of yourself. Unlike me, um, Amy looks like she's about 34, but she might be like 95 years old. And I just don't know it. That is, that is a, a proof positive that when you take care of yourself, you can just beat up father time. I actually have no idea on her age. I'm just making a point. So, uh, Pooh Bear, uh, she's, I go, what happened? Oh, I'm fine. I go, I don't know if you're fine. She's limping horribly. She um, stepped out of the house, and I guess Madison had kicked off her shoes at the doorway, and um, Diana stepped on the shoe, and the foot rolled. Like one of those uh, football injuries. And I guess she went down and she screamed bloody murder. And okay, now if that's me, I don't scream. Because if I scream, that's going to bring the NFK out from his uh, habitat of the chair with the TV. 
And that's, uh, an- that's another problem. So he comes flapping over. What the fuck is going on? Shit, fuck. Oh, my God. Jesus, shit, fuck, fucking shit. What the hell? The fuck is wrong with that fucking shoe? Fuck that shoe. Fuck you, shoe. He's all pissed off. And, uh, there, you know, there are every three people, Diana, Madison, and, and the NFK are screaming at each other about this injury. I'm like, come on, man. Um, so he's doing, he's saying things like, well, try to move it. And it's like, oh God. Yeah. I don't know if I want to be taking, uh, medical advice from the NFK from the fucking lobotomy patient. Um, so she is, um. Hold on a second. I got to grab a text that she sent me. Okay, there it is. Um, she goes to the game. She can't even move. Every time she uh, leaves it alone for a few minutes and is not walking on it, she tries to walk after, maybe go get a beer, or come down to see me or whatever. She can't move. So I'm like, we need to go to the house. You need an x-ray right now. This is New Year's Eve. No, 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 no. And, um, we go, um, we go home. She's having a horrible time. She wakes up the next day and she's just, this is new year's day. She's just broken. She cannot move. And, um, I go, come on, let's go get an x-ray. What the fuck? Why, why would it, you know? And uh, that's where the $250 that I just earned flies out the door. It's just fantastic in scope. You know, it's the way the, the universe writes itself. Uh, you know, you, you, you kind of stay in one general zone. Unless you like win a billion dollar lottery or something like that. Then knowing my luck, I'd be sued for a billion dollars. You know? You, you, you get a credit of $250 from the universe and then the universe immediately takes it away and says, fuck you. I want that money. We go there and, um, now the, uh, foot hurts, not the ankle. And, uh, so you got this, uh, doc there and he, okay, what happens to explain it? Okay. Let's go get an x-ray, get the x-ray. Come back. Half an hour passes. I said to Diana. Now we're we're in the hallway. We're not even in a room. She's laying in a on a gurney in the hallway. And I don't know why they did that. Um maybe because triage would indicate that this is not a a bad injury. So let's just throw them in the hallway. So she's there in the hallway, and I am uh uh seated across from her. So we're on opposite sides of the hallway looking at our phones and um, I, it re- I realized that I'm right in front of the snack drawer. So this is the spot where, you know, the patient's there a little bit. Hey, let's go get a snack. And so it says snacks right on it. And I'm like, boy, that, that sounds in- incredible. I'm starving. This is now one hour in. And uh, I head on over to uh, the, um, I didn't just take, I actually went, and I said, hey, uh, how long is this going to take? They said, well, radiology is backed up. I go, what do you mean? You Well, after the x-ray is taken, the x-ray is then sent over downtown. And there's like one guy who has to look at all the x-rays for the entire injured population. I'm like, what? 
She goes, yeah, this is an incredible field to get into right now because it's wide open. You get the education. You can be like, you know, the one, the one guy or girl looking at the x-rays, you make a ton of dough. I go, Jesus Christ. Well, somebody has got to do that. She goes, I know, but for now we're screwed. You got one guy doing it and he's really stressed out and that's it. It's fucking horrible. Tyler knows he works in the medical field. He probably knows the guy, you know? And, uh, I go, wow. Just, so just one, huh? She goes, yeah, I'm sorry. I go, well, I'm starving. So is my wife. Uh, can we leave? She goes, no, no, you don't want to leave. You're, you're here. I go, all right. Uh, she goes, look, you're right in front of the snack drawer. And I said, yes. She goes, open that drawer up. And just, you take what you want. I go, are you kidding me? She says, yes. No, I'm not kidding you. That snack drawer might as well say Eric Zane snack drawer. And I'm like, well, that's amazing. Now, these people, by the way, they are so used to getting screamed at by everyone that is in the emergency room. Again, you get what you want because the bar is so low. Every time I walk up, I'm always like, hey, sorry to bother, but I just got a quick question. I do that deal. They're always like, oh, oh, it, it, it's not going to, it's, it, it's really, we're just back there. I go, no, no, hey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. it. It's totally fine. Now, it's not, but if I just keep that approach, I, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to. So then because of, you know, the woman, obviously, that I'm talking to, um, she wanted to have sex with me right then and there, but obviously that's not going to happen. So she wanted to make sure I was happy. So she's introduced me to the snack drawer. So I go over there, open that damn thing up and it's got everything. It's got the cheese. It's, it's got the, the, uh, uh, muffins, blueberry muffins. It's got, uh, uh, granola bars. It was a smorgasbord pigging out. And I go, Jesus, if this is going to cost thousands of dollars um i'm gonna eat you know all of that back i'm gonna make a real real concerted effort to eat it all back so we're pigging out uh maureen says let's face it eric all women want to have sex with you i know i know it happens all the time you know i have become objectified especially on this show even the dudes want to have sex with me Okay. Um, so we're there and then hours pass. I mean, like legit two and a half. Th- we're going on three hours. I'm just see. I'm just sitting there. My prostate is constricting my urethra. I have to pee every like 30 seconds. And then, um, I go and I ask about, again, about the, uh, well, I asked, this is then the first time I ask about the x-ray. They go, yeah, it's, it's really backed up. Oh my God. So then that, that app called my chart, um, Diana gets the x-ray results back before anybody walks up to her and it says no bones broken. There's an injury of some type because of whatever she did or whatever, but, uh, no bones broken. So <coughs> I, I, I wandered up there. I go, Hey, we just got um, an update on the x-ray. The guy read it. She goes, oh, yep, I see it. I see it. There it is. Okay. 
the the light is at the end of the tunnel. You go get more snacks, and the doc is going to review that extra that result with you. Okay, great. And sure enough, it happened pretty quick. And then that's that. Uh, so all told, had two hundred fifty dollars in my pocket for about half an hour, and then it was gone. No break. And you know what? I'm happy we went. I, I'm like, look, don't fuck around with this shit. You're because she's like, no, no, no. Let's just save the money. I go, fuck that. That's why you have insurance. This is the point. No, you're injured. You need repairs or at least somebody to take a look at that. She didn't even want to go. So, all right. Now I'm up against it because we're approaching three, four o'clock and, uh, she, Diana makes plans. This is okay. Dad's going to make slaughter the Turks, Armenian spaghetti and meatballs. Now I've got that down. I can make that pretty fast, but I got to fucking fly. So I drop her ass off at home. She limps her ass into the, um, um, into the living room and she can't move. And, um, She's, uh, we, we asked for crutches and, uh, then Jackie says, don't get the crutches. I've got crutches for you. Uh, one less thing to worry about. Okay, great. So we get out of there, no crutches. And then we get home and Jackie comes over for dinner and forgets the fucking crutches, no crutches. So Jesus, I go to the store, get all this fucking food, make this shit. We have a feast better than ever. All the while Diana is on the couch uh, watching football, which I'll get to in a second and, and yelling, Hey, I need this. I, I need water. Give me a, give me a Mike's hard lemonade. Give me this. I'm like, okay, great. Thanks. Uh, no complaints for me. It's how it is. You know, you support, you do, you do what you can. Uh, Maddie's in tears because it was her shoe that mom stepped on. Maddie is, she's an emotional bundle of nerves. Okay. So I'm like, just relax. It was an accident. Fucking A. Uh, Kenny says, always be super nice to those people and the people that are in charge of preparing your food in restaurants, no matter what, 100%, without a doubt. In fact, there's signs. I've talked about this in hospitals now all over the place. And it says, well, at least in the ones by me, it says, this is a place of healing. It's, it's a, it's a, they're getting out in front of it so that you don't act like an asshole. You will not treat hospital staff with an, you know, basically they're, they're saying, watch your fucking mouth. Now I, I would, of course, but, um, typically you're going to get, see, I'm, we're surrounded by assholes here. This is Ottawa County, Michigan. Okay. So you got this, uh, uh self-centered, arrogant, evil, vile nature on the people that live in and around West Michigan. This is a real pile of shit community recently. So that's, that's how they behave here. They don't give a fuck. So they have to put these signs up in the hospital to say, you know, mind your manners. These motherfuckers, you know, you're in a fucked up community when at the hospital, it says, please be careful to mind your manners. You got to remind these idiots how to behave. Damn it. Uh, so good thing she's off for the week. Gives her a little bit of time to recover. 
and uh, gave us time to sit and watch the college football game yesterday between Michigan and Alabama. All right. Um, here's my cheap sports reporter review of that game. Um, Alabama, I think this was when they realized that, uh, Michigan's defense was formidable, that, um, as the game wore on, whoever that fucking quarterback was for Alabama, it was, he would go, okay, this is the play hike. And then I'm going to run. That's the only thing that will work. Uh, he got, got sacked like uh, 35 times in the game. Um, he was very effective in getting in the open field. But it was all like every time the ball was hiked, I, I kept hearing like uh, the Benny Hill theme playing in my head as this motherfucker runs around in circles. He's one of those guys who just, you know, he's got like spider sense. So he gets away more often than not. And uh, Alabama is ahead late, and then Michigan scores. So holy fuck! I'm thinking to myself, this is uh, this is going to be quite a finish. Um, Michigan special teams. So these are the guys that like when the other team punts, you know, the guy catches the ball and runs with it. They they were horrible. They 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 missed field goals. The uh, the the punt will come flying at them. And then he like uh, drops it and fumbles it and muffs the punt. I mean, they were the worst. It was a horrible, horrible display. Um, in reality, this was a shit box game. It was boring. Um, it got pretty good late, but it was mistake filled. It was garbage football. It was horrible. I hated watching that game. It was so frustrating to watch that fucking game. <coughs> I don't give a shit who wins, obviously. Um, now, here's the thing. This, this was my take going in. I like Michigan's players. I like Blake Corum. I like McCarthy. Um, I, don't, I haven't really heard anybody else talk, so I, I can't say that I like all of Michigan's players, but those two guys in particular seem pretty like uh, nice dudes. And the reason why they're nice is because they're getting paid millions of dollars. Now, if this were old college football, where all the players get is like stupid tuition and books, then they'd probably be assholes. I would, you know, if uh, if 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 all the white guys are making millions of dollars on the bowl game, and the coach is being paid millions of dollars, and the player gets a couple textbooks, and um, and and gets his biology one hundred and one class paid for. That is that was the biggest scam ever. That is a step above slavery at that point. What a crock of shit. But now they finally started paying these guys. Not only are they paying them, but you know, nowadays you can play the first quarter and then if you're not happy, you just quit and take a plane and you could be uh, starting the third quarter for another team in another town. It's that easy. The players have 
uh, the uh, the option to do doing that, and I, I love that. It's called like the portal or some shit. Really cool. And so everybody's like, "Well, this is ruining college football." I was like, "No, it isn't. It's making it interesting and fun and great." You know. Um, and besides, with these guys with millions of dollars now, uh, they can do crazy shit like when they're not playing football that we can talk about. Now, some of these guys are actually nice people. Like this Blake Corum guy. I, it's a huge mistake on his part. He takes all his money and he buys homes and then refurbishes them and gives them to poor people. I'm not kidding you. That's what he does in his free time. And I'm like, what an asshole. What the fuck is wrong with you? You should be, you're 20 years old. You should be at a strip club having an orgy on stage. And here you are buying houses and giving them to poor people. That is so not right. Okay. That is messed up in my opinion. What, how the fuck is that guy wired? Well, anyway, I digress. So you got the Michigan players. They're all right. Uh, uh, two of them are at least. Alabama players. I don't know anything about these Alabama guys. All I know is that this quarterback for Alabama, like he sucks, but he runs crazy. And that's when you're, you have that level of uh, ability to move. You can win a bunch of games and they did. You got the coach, Nick Saban. He's as crooked as they come. Uh, Alabama scams their way into the playoffs by paying off the, uh, the people who decide who the top four is. This is all my, my fact. Okay. Some people call it a theory, but it's how it actually happened. Florida state has a great year. And then, um, though they won all their games and Alabama lost one, they removed Florida state and put Alabama in, which was bullshit. And they said, well, that's because the Florida state guy, the quarterback had an injury. So they, they suck now, which is just a huge pile of shit. Well, uh, side note, Florida state, they take on Georgia now in, uh, not the playoffs whatever the fuck bowl game it was. And uh, myself, a lot of people, myself included, were like, well, I hope Florida State beats the shit out of Georgia to show everybody that they deserve to be there. But that did not happen because all of uh, Florida State's players, um, like the whole team, Florida State's whole team, is bound for the NFL. So since they're playing in a meaningless game, the whole team said, we're not going to play. We're, we're opting out. So Florida State had to go into downtown Tallahassee and recruit like homeless people to play for the team. I mean, it's a shitbox team. Okay. They, and uh, a lot of them, almost, almost all of them had never played a snap of college football. No joke. So Georgia doesn't do that. And then, um, Georgia jail sex is Florida state, which I was really bummed out about because I wanted Florida state to rub everybody's nose in it by kicking Georgia's ass, but they didn't have any good players. So they got the shit beat out of them. The coach of Georgia, Kirby smart. He said, yeah, this is terrible. 
we're, we're doing this wrong. The fact that all these players opt out for Florida State. Ohio State did the same thing. In fact, Ohio State, their quarterback, I forget the fucker's name, doesn't matter. Um, he left, he like went into that portal thing. He probably was the starting quarterback for Michigan. You know, I mean, it's that ridiculous. It's the Wild West. Um, so those bowl games are garbage. They're shit now. Um, for some reason, you don't have players opting out that are playing in the playoffs. But honestly, what the fuck are they doing that for? I mean, if there's if they are worried about their pro career, like uh, let's say Blake Corum, I mean, other than you know, hey, we won the big game. I guess that uh, that's they got their eyes on the prize. They don't give a shit. They they actually want to play. Um, I don't know if they get any more money. They should. They should get millions for the amount of dollars that are made in college football. Um, so all those bowl games suck. Every single one of them. Uh, another side note: they need to actually, when you sign up to play college football, you have to agree uh, to play the bowl game. And if you don't, then they'll like take your house or something like that. They, they have to do something to make it so that these players will actually play in the bowl game. I don't know. Maybe um, make an incentive, uh, either take something away or give them something, either sue them or give them, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars to play the fucking game. There's so much money changing hands. They can absolutely afford it. They got to incentivize the bowl game. And I, you know, already I'm hearing everybody say, oh, college football is ruined. It's like, fuck you. It's ruined. Shut up. They're just working it out before long. All these players will be paid appropriately. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's what you got to do. Uh, college football is the minor leagues and I love it. Okay. Uh, it, it makes the games better in my opinion, when you've got players moving around and, uh, and getting the money. You know, I want players actually playing with logos from their sponsors, like a strip joint or, or Winston cigarettes or a moonshine or fucking pot. The players can get their own patches on their jerseys. That That's what they need to do. They really need to fucking whore it up. That's what college football needs, in my opinion. So Michigan beats Alabama. And it was, uh, was kind of crazy because... Michigan scored late, and then I thought they were going to do the I – mean, actually, I didn't think that. Only Dan Campbell would go for two. Michigan kicks the extra point, and then um, they kick it off to um, – uh, wait a minute. How did it go? I forget. doesn't matter now. But they go to overtime, and uh, – Fucking a Michigan scores and then Alabama could not that final play of Alabama's from the three yard line. They just hiked it. Everybody knew it was going to happen. They hiked it to the fucking quarterback and he ran right into a pile of people. It was the biggest pile of shit call I've ever seen. And what was crazy about that is before they hiked it, Michigan calls timeout. So you get a minute and a half to figure it out and work it out. And then Alabama lines up ready to call the play and they call a timeout. So now they, they talk about it over again. So all of this time, it's like three hours goes by in timeout time. 
And then all they can come up with is, all right, we're going to hike the ball to the quarterback guy, and he's going to run right into the people. There's going to be 50 guys right at the middle of the line of scrimmage, and he's going to stick his head right into the asshole of the hiker. And then hopefully, fingers crossed, he'll squirt out the other side into the end zone. That's the best you could come up with? What an asshole play into the heart of a stout defense. That was absolutely, you deserve to lose. If that, after all of that, your final play is to do that shit. Oh my God. Um, so the resident Alabama fan on this show is in attendance and, uh, the dialogue between myself and, uh, Alabama, Linda, the, the biggest, okay. She is a gigantic crimson tide fan. And what's weird is she's not really a fan of the team. She's a fan of the coach, like sexually, this old man. So like if he left and started coaching, um, you know, any other team, she would become a fan of that team. Her words early in the day, one of the many Michigan fans that listens to this show sent her a friend re- friend request, Kevin Kuypers. She sends me a screenshot. She says, really, cutie patootie? Send in me a friend request minutes before kickoff. Is this a trick? I wrote to her, ha, 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 ha. Well, you know, he really likes older women. I think he wants to take you out. Like, I'm not even kidding. She says, oh, please, LOL. And I said to her, I'm going to text him and ask him if he wants to see your baby shoot. She wrote, good God. She said, it's a no to him for so many reasons. One, he's a scum fan. Number two, he's 12 years old. Wah, ha, 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 I wrote. Then I wrote, it would be a full circle moment. You were like 18 when you were having fun with that 65-year-old. Now the roles are reversed. Fast forward to 8.50 at night. Michigan has beaten Alabama. She had accepted the friend request, but now she's enraged. She writes to me, I'm going to unfriend Kevin Kuypers now. God damn it. Fuckface Joe Martinez is going to be unbearable tomorrow. I'll be blocking him on Twitch first thing. So she's already, she's like being proactive. And then I talked about the game. I said, what was up with that play of running right up the ass of humanity there? They took a timeout to call that shit play. Linda says, so fucking stupid. The offensive coordinator should be shot. She wants to kill the guy. I wrote, yeah, that last play was hot garbage. She says, I can't with them. They should have been able to score a TD on that drive where they got a field goal. Okay. 
Then, okay, now it's starting to turn even worse because she sends me a screenshot of, uh, I guess it was my Facebook page. And uh, Amanda wrote, Neener, Neener, Linda. And, uh, what do you call it? Linda wrote in the text box and hadn't hit sent yet. Fuck off and die, Amanda. She wrote, too harsh? I don't think so, fucking bitch. Oh, no. And so in my head, I'm going, yeah, that, that, that's too harsh. So I, I wrote, don't do it. But I don't, I don't think she was waiting for me, even though it hadn't been sent yet, you know, because she's, she's here we go. I'm like, oh no. Uh, and then she got a text message from Facebook and she sent it to me because she did send it. And it says, your comment may go against our community standards. It looks similar to others that we removed for bullying and harassment. So now, all right, in the course of like just a handful of minutes, she's going to war. And then she wrote, well, God damn it. And then I gave her the emojis of maybe a bit much. Amanda responded with an emoji of her laughing hysterically at the comment, fuck off and die. And then I'm like, well, that's good. I'm glad that she took it that way because I would hate it if like Amanda got super pissed off about that. Um, okay. I am not going to, uh, uh, read the next comment <laughs> unless if Linda says, go ahead. And it's the one about the trailer. Well, I'll read the first line. I'll go burn her trailer down. I'm sure she has a really nice place. Then she wrote fucking taunt me and you will pay comma. And there's one more word. And that word rhymes with chore. Okay. So I said, I wasn't going to read it, but it says, I'll go burn her trailer down. I'm sure she has a really nice place. Fucking taunt me and you will pay comma rhymes with chore. Gianfranco, who's probably the sweetest person on the planet. He wrote on the Facebook page, cannot wait to see what radio voice Linda will say about Michigan, quote unquote, cheating during the game. Go blue. So I saw that. I was like, oh no, she's not going to like that. Well, sure enough, she got, she jumped in and she wrote, you can fuck off. And then told that guy to fuck off and die. She's fucking off and then dying. Everybody, you can fuck off and die. Fuck off and die. Holy shit. Gianfranco says, love you too. Happy new year. She screenshots that and sends it to me. Who is this fuck face? I said, he's super sweet. He's been on Ben and Eric a time or two. Well, he can fuck off and die. 
I don't go out looking for people to antagonize. So when people do it to me, I'm not holding back. I'll go burn his trailer trailer down too. Probably lives in Sparta. <laughs> Holy shit. So she is burning it down. Um, radio voice Linda says my son tried to FaceTime and taunt me he'll pay the price for that Ryan says the old drop dead routine classic Corey says the eat shit and die is much better Donko says in Michigan fans are the assholes my god Amanda says, wait, I missed I missed it making my comment. Did she say I live in a trailer? Well, that was between her and I, and I promised her I wouldn't read it. No, I didn't promise her that. I, I When I saw those text messages rolling, I was like, oh, my God. That is fucking great. Wow. Uh... Florida State only lost by 60. All right. So that's how that unfolded. Michigan wins. And then Washington wins. They survive a comeback by Texas, I guess. I I didn't I didn't um I didn't watch hardly any of that damn game. It was it was night night time. So I just couldn't do it. But uh, when when Michigan won in that overtime and when uh, Alabama did that stupid play, God, that was bad. Michigan runs on the field. It was a hell of a uh, heck of a a celebration. So now the stage is set for the national championship game coming up on Monday. A lot to talk about between now and then. It was all good. Holy cow. I want to say hello to Tag Accounting. This is the season. January 1 is when it all starts. Tax season. Okay. Now. Tag Accounting is... Um, Hold on, where the fuck is the goddamn website? Hold on a second here. That's not, that's pissing me off right now. January 1 all the way up to April 15. Have your taxes done by the Gins at Tag Accounting, Troy Ginzer. Doesn't matter where you are in the U.S. Head over to Tag Accounting and get started at tagcpa.net for your tax season. I'm talking about your personal returns. Call 616-301-9516 for Tag CPA. 
You can also call them uh, at uh, 616-301-9516 for Tag Accounting. You're like, easy, what are you doing? I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. Um, All right. So anything you need, tag accounting and tax services, uh, 616-301-9516. Uh, to get your, look, hands-in website. It's, that's that's the trend. You got to do a hands-in website somewhere on the page. Uh, reach out to them, and they will be able to help you with your tax services for this upcoming year. The tax year 2023-2024 has begun. So call 616-301-9516. Say you listen to the Easy Show. You'll be on their radar. Uh, if you have not been a customer yet, you'll have to send last year's return so they can get a baseline for you, and then off you go. doesn't matter where you are. You can send everything through their online portal. We're talking about that portal again, just like the college football players. Um, and the cost to get this done, usually around 80 to 120 bucks, depending on your return. 100% you will get more money back when you work with Tag Accounting. Online at tagcpa.net, 616-301-9516. Thank you so much for being on board with the Eric Zane Show podcast. Uh, he's been my accountant for years, the Gins, and uh, absolutely fantastic. You will be so happy uh, working with tag accounting online at tagcpa.net what type of discount do we receive mentioning your name zero percent as far as i can tell thank you also to the mario flores lakeshore team of van dyke mortgage 231-332-6505 reach out when you're ready to get your mortgage from anywhere in the u.s so my first two sponsors are Folks that are um, able to um, accommodate everyone in the audience, 231-332-6505 today. Get pre-approved for your mortgage. Uh, Maybe get a refi. Maybe get some money out of your home, whatever it needs, whatever you need. Get a little extra cash. Perhaps it's your first mortgage. Perhaps it's your 10th. Holy cow. Thank you so much. To the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. Grand Rapids Gold in action tonight, and I want to see you there. Get your tickets, grandrapidsgold.com. Tickets as low as 12 bucks a pop. Okay. Uh, you know, if you just go there the day of, like today, you can buy your tickets at the box office and save yourself some cash. You know those ridiculous service fees? I hate those fucking things. Okay. So a lot of times you buy a $12 ticket, and uh, then you got a few more bucks added on. Skip all that shit. Just walk in and get them. Or you can go to grandrapidsgold.com. Up to you. Get your tickets and come see me. We got a game tonight and we got a game tomorrow night. Every Thursday and Friday is $2 beers, $2 dogs. Grandrapidsgold.com. The gold, the way they do the season is they break it up. First half of the season, second half of the season. Start fresh. So they just started fresh in the second half, and they're 2-0. So playoff winner from the first half takes on playoff winners from the second half. It's really cool. They do it that way. Um, I don't know why, but they do. GrandRapidsGold.com. Don't go anywhere. Your old pal EZ has to go tinkle 
I'll let you two fight it out. That would be Amanda and Linda. I will be back. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right. I'm back. I'm back, baby. Okay. What am I talking about next? Oh, my God. The Lions. We got to talk about the Lions. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Now, if anybody talks about the Lions, you run the risk of, uh, like, if you're on the radio and you start, like, breaking it down, you, you, you can't ever get too in-depth. You can't X's and O's it to death. You got to keep it entertaining. Just like the Michigan-Alabama game. I don't know. Fuck it. I don't even know who the quarterback was. All I know is that this fuckface sucks at throwing the ball, and he just runs it right up the gut. The coaches suck, and that's it. You know? Pay the players. I love college football the way it is. You know? All that shit. When it comes to the line, same thing. You can't like get too in depth because you got a lot of people listening. You don't give a shit. But let me just explain this to you. The Lions, they score a touchdown late. I'm cutting right to the chase. I want you to focus on this because this is incredible. This is the only way to listen to any type of sports talk show is by not giving a shit. Now, leading up to this, both teams have been horrible. It's a fucking horrible game. Numerous fuck-ups. Both teams suck. The refs also suck. There was one particular moment before all the shit went down where um, Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, uh, not from Michigan, from the Lions, he went to Michigan. Um, like Dallas, all they have to do is get a couple of first downs and the game is over. Lions, you know, they're burning all their timeouts. This is after Goff throws another stupid interception. That asshole, a fucking dick. Dallas gets the ball back, and they promptly don't do anything with it, and they punt it back to the Lions. But prior to that, there was a play where um, Aiden Hutchinson tripped a player, and that's a big no-no in football. So Aiden Hutchinson trips one of the Dallas Cowboys, and they then call a 15-yard personal foul penalty. But they called it on Dallas. Dallas did not trip anyone. Aiden Hutchinson tripped the Dallas player. But yet they said, no, it's on Dallas. And that's the, how do you fucking do that? Lions are wearing all white. Dallas has all blue. How can you possibly make that fucking mistake? Had 
that been a penalty on Hutchinson, Dallas would have had an automatic first down and would have been able to eat another minute off of that clock. The Lions would have gotten the ball back, maybe, if Dallas said a lot could have happened. Okay? I, 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 that's my point. Everybody was a complete fucking retard in this game. It was full of retarded people. So the Lions get the ball back and Dallas forgets how to play defense because they suck shit. The Lions march down the field. They score a touchdown and there's 23 seconds left. I couldn't believe they went down the field so fucking fast. I'll never understand that. How Dallas can have the Lions number all the way up to that drive and suddenly the Dallas Cowboys go, all right, let's, uh, let's just let them score. What are you doing? You've been doing fine doing all the other shit you've been doing. Why are you suddenly, I don't understand you. So the fucking idiot Lions go down. They score. Campbell is going to try for two points. The coach, he says, you know what? Because you can either kick a one-pointer or you can run it into the end zone or throw it into the end zone. You get two points. He gets two points. He's going to win the game. I love that decision because it's just fucking cool. You know, fuck you. We're going to go score two points. And they did. And they had the greatest play drawn up. Dan Campbell is the only one that was good in this whole game. This motherfucker says, fuck you. We're going to stick it up your ass and we're going to win the game. And they have this play where they take this fat fuck. Okay. All these dudes, you know, all the big fucking idiots up front who can't even speak English because they're so stupid. These fucking idiots are up front. And there's one fat ass named Taylor Decker. And his job is to just run into people. But they said, we got a trick play. He's such a disgusting fat fuck. No one will have any idea it's coming if we just kind of have him go into the end zone and he'll catch the pass for two points. Now, there's some things you have to do because in the NFL, there's a rule. The fat fucks are not allowed to touch the ball. Quarterback can touch the ball. The running backs can touch the ball. The receivers can touch the ball. The fat fucks cannot. Unless if they go up to the ref and say, look, I know I'm disgusting, but I am reporting in as an eligible receiver. So then through those words, you can make yourself able to throw the ball, but it doesn't matter. You know, then the ref then has to go and say to the defense, Hey, fat ass can now get the ball. Sometimes they'll turn on their mic and say, fat fuck 68 is eligible to receive a pass. And then everybody goes, ha, 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 yeah, whatever, sure he is. So, but the Lions, they do it in a particular way. They like set up, it's a deceptive play. Instead of just 68 walking up to the ref, they send all the fat fucks. So you got fat fuck Panay Sewell next to fat fuck Taylor Decker and this goddamn wilding ogre named Dan Skipper, who's legit six foot nine. They all go up to the ref, but only one fat fuck talks. It's Taylor Decker, number 68. And he goes, I'm reporting in. And the ref goes, all right. But then instead of saying to the defense, 68 is eligible. 
He says 70 is eligible, which is the six foot nine guy, Dan Skipper. Somehow the ref fucked it up at that point. Now we don't know this at home. We're watching the game. Goff gets the pass or gets the ball hiked to him and he, he drifts to the right and then fat ass just kind of waddles into the end zone. He's like, I'm wide open because nobody even bothered covering this, this pig. So Goff throws the ball and somehow this slob manages to catch it. Two points game over lions win. I'm like, yes. Oh my God. It's incredible way to go. Fat ass. Oh shit. Yeah. Fuck. And then you wait about 30 seconds and you see the refs talking and Jared Goff's getting pissed off. And the ref goes, no, he wasn't allowed to catch the ball. It was a legal touching. That's a penalty. He did not report in. And so he's like, fuck, yeah, I did. And then uh, he, the ref says, no, that fuck, fucking ogre Shrek, Dan Skipper, he's the one who checked in. And Skipper loses his shit. He says, fuck, no, I didn't fuck you. I didn't say a word. And after the game, uh, well, anyway, the penalty. Um, so then they, they have to do it again. Lions fuck it up. It's a disaster. Uh, they lose. Um, so the ref fucked up. Then the ref says after the game, no, Dan Skipper reported in. He's lying. Okay. He is a goddamn liar. And, uh, the Lions lose the game. It was real ugly. And then everybody turned, everybody in America has become uh pro lion. Like even the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not kidding you. There've been Dallas Cowboy players say, yeah, they fucked that rest fucked up. Uh, the, the coach of the Cowboys said, yeah, go Lions. Mike McCarthy, who Mike McCarthy is so lucky that this happened because first of all, um, the penalty was called on the tripping penalty was called on Dallas, which was bad enough. So he had a gripe, but then Dallas, all they had to do was get a first down and they kept like throwing passes incomplete. They didn't eat any time off the clock, gave the Lions plenty of time to just ramble down the field. And because uh, Dallas was had no defense, it was remarkable how they forgot to fucking play defense. That was a fucked up game. Ugh. Oh, Ben brings up a good point. Uh, Dan Campbell has to go over trick plays with the refs before the game too. Now, I didn't know about that until it was, it was explained to me since this whole debacle went down. That's a thing. So the Lions, um, let's say during the week, they'll work on their trick plays, and that was one of them. They'll work on the fake punt. They'll work on the trick plays. And then they they meet with the ref ahead of time, and the ref say, all right, now what can we expect from your offense or your special teams today or your defense or whatever? Well, we got these plays. Uh Okay, here's this fat fuck, uh, Taylor Decker. When we run this fake for a two-point conversion, it's going to be a tackle-eligible pass where fat ass drifts into the end zone. He's got fucking donuts, uh, uh, crumbs on his hands. We're going to throw the ball. He's going to catch it two points. And uh, they go, all right, yeah, that looks good. So just so you know, Decker will be the eligible receiver. We're going to bring in two other fat asses that are next to him. It's kind of like our own bit of trickery, deception, maybe get us some type of advantage. Okay, yep, we see it. We got it. All right, that is good. They have a meeting, and they explain what's up. So I didn't realize that. I thought when they did this, it was like, all right, let's just run a fake, and you catch it, you throw it, and, and that's it. But no, they've 
if they're going to do a two-point conversion, they're going to use that particular play, the one they practiced the whole week. Or if they're going to run a, a fake punt, they do the one that you saw um, in that game, which was incredible. Fucking Dan Campbell, he's inside the 30, uh, runs a fake punt. Holy shit. Uh, and that's what Ben points out. He says, Dan Campbell has to go over trick plays with the refs before the game too. Dan Campbell uh, at that time also told the refs that Decker would report as eligible. So Decker did nothing wrong. Skipper did nothing wrong. Panay Sewell did nothing wrong. Dan Campbell did nothing wrong. The ref is a goddamn asshole. All right. Jesus. So the Lions got totally hosed out of that. Now, this is important because had the Lions won that game and then won against Minnesota, if San Francisco loses one of their next two, the Lions are the number one seed in the NFC, which means first round by and Holy shit, now they're probably going to be a uh, number three and playing in week one of the playoffs in Detroit. They would have been a, they would have had a first round bye and home throughout the playoffs. So that fucking disaster had unbelievable potential ramifications. San Francisco won over the weekend. If San Francisco wins that final game and Detroit had also won their last two, it's not going to matter at that point, but they'd at least be a two, which does make a difference. So this was huge. This was a total disaster. Dan Campbell was pissed off in the post-game press conference. A lot of you already saw that shit. And he's like, he's just, I just hate losing. And they, um, they also, you know, the Lions were very careful not to indict the refs, which I would have. I would have said, because this guy is a retard. That's what happened. The ref is retarded. But no, everybody played by the rules. Taylor Decker was uh, very polite after the game. He didn't do anything uh, uh, wrong. Didn't say anything wrong. Dan Campbell didn't say anything wrong. Oh, my God, was that frustrating. I went from pure joy to shock, sadness, and then anger. I'm laying in bed at the at Fear Bunker North. I, I couldn't fall asleep. It was so fucked up. My God. Um, Dan Campbell then followed up yesterday with the press conference. He says, yep, flushed it. Don't even care. Don't even care. Uh, we're moving forward and uh, we're energized. Controlled rage is how he described it. You know, the Lions, it would be just like them to now brutalize Minnesota, like 100 to nothing on this next game coming up. The ref's name is Brad Allen. Linda says, I'd burn Brad Allen's fucking house down. I love that. I love the whole, I'm going to burn your house down or I'm going to burn your trailer down. Linda is completely enraged since the Alabama loss. It's a little strange to me how enraged she is because, um, you know, again, she doesn't even care about the team. She just cares about Nick Saban. 
if Nick Saban is coaching any, if he decides to coach Grand Valley State University, she's going to say, oh my God, I, I hate Alabama. I love Grand Valley State University. They need to win the national championship. It's that fucked up. All right. So that's the thing with the goddamn Lions. Boy, was that tough. Really, really bad. And then I think what was interesting was um, as the next day unfolded, how many people were like supporting the Lions? You know, Um, they're like, goddamn, they just got they just got roped. Um, Kent says Linda's mad that Saban lost to a booger eater. I don't know about that one. Is Harbaugh pick his nose and eat it? Is that now Harbaugh is a fucking idiot. I, I, I hate that guy. I would have loved if, uh, the only reason why I want Michigan to lose is because of Harbaugh. So I'm torn. I love those players. I love that they're getting paid millions of dollars. I can't stand Harbaugh. Did you see that story where that piece of shit hired an agent? Harbaugh hired a agent who, because he's going to be coaching in the pros next year. Okay. And, uh, and that's good. Michigan needs to get rid of this piece of shit. He's a goddamn flake. Fuck him. Michigan fans sick of him. He's probably going to go to San Diego and coach there. And good riddance, you know? He's an absolute asshole. Fuck that guy. Ben says there's a gif of him picking his nose and eating it. God damn. Who eats their boogers? I think it'd be less gross to eat your jizz. Uh... Kent says San Diego doesn't have a team. You know what I mean? Shut up. It's gif, not jif. Oh, that that's right. I forgot. Gif. Ben says it is less gross. I know from experience. That's right. Ben um, revealed on the uh, Ben and Eric Patreon podcast that he frequently tastes himself. Horrible. I pack my own lunch. It's in my balls. Hi, I'm Ben Glaze. Uh, Gypsy Rose Blanchard is a free woman. Every time I hear that, I think of that song by Cinderella called Gypsy Road. So if I understand this correctly, she was born and the mom was crazy. And uh, the mom likes the attention of um, everybody fawning over her and her daughter because the daughter is sick. But the daughter's not sick. But the mom has everybody like 
giving her sympathy because she says my daughter has cancer and muscular dystrophy and cerebral palsy and autism and, um, you know, fucking colitis and is blind and a sore throat and shingles and psoriasis. She's got all these maladies. So then make a wish says, okay, where do you want to go? And she says, I want to go here. All right, here's the tickets. Have fun. All right, thanks. And Habitat for Humanity says, hey, we're going to build you a home because your daughter's all fucked up. Oh, thanks. All right, great. She gets all these perks. She goes to the front of the line at Cedar Point because this kid's in a wheelchair. And she's got nothing wrong with her. They call this Munchausen by proxy. When you have Munchausen, you're faking it you know, uh, yourself that you have the disease, but you, you don't, um, but Munchausen by proxy is you like the attention. So, you know, in this case, the daughter, the mom is like real controlling and, uh, the mom even has a feeding tube installed into this gypsy rose gypsy rose can't take me home a feeding tube installed and i'm like god damn if you have the feeding tube installed do you then i mean that's that's horrible uh do do you like even use it though and the kid doesn't know any better you know the kid's also um this gypsy rose blanchard the mom is Didi. um the kid is taking all sorts of medicines that the kid doesn't need. And it, it destroys her teeth. So she's got fucking no teeth and her head shaved. The mom shaved the kid's head to make it look like she's, you know, going through chemotherapy and, um, all sorts of fucked up shit. There was one doctor who said, I don't think, I don't think your kid's sick. And she like, you know, went to another doctor. So all these doctors somehow, how is that even possible where the mom says, okay, this is what's wrong. Uh, I want you to do this. Yep. She's got cerebral palsy. Yep. She's got muscular dystrophy. Yep. She's got this. Yep. She's got cancer. Give her some, how does that work? Where the docs just say, all right, sounds good. I thought the docs have to make those decisions after they, you know, assess and do testing and, and come up with uh, uh, a diagnosis. Since when does the mom just go, oh, yeah, this is what my kids got. Do, uh, do, you, do you concur? I concur. That's from uh, Catch Me If You Can. So the mom ruins this kid's life. The mom has no idea, or the, the kid has no idea that she's fucked up until she gets on a computer and she meets a guy. And uh, he's equally fucked up. And, um, she meets him and they have sex and she realizes, Oh my God, I've been missing out on all this dick. This is great. This, I'm not kidding you. Um, she had sex with the guy. She found him and his name is, uh, Nicholas Gojon. Um, they plan to kill the mom. 
I guess the Gypsy Rose is like, yeah, she's been fucking fucking me up for years. Holy shit. And she realizes it. So she lets the guy into the house. And she stabs the mom to death. Now, uh, then, and according to this article I saw from people, they then went into the other room and had sex. Okay. Now, at this point, you've got three psychopaths in the same house. One is dead. Um, If there was a gas leak and the home exploded at this point, that would be great. Get all these maniacs out of circulation for procreation. Okay? Um, These are all fucked up people. The mom is the first, is public enemy number one because she, oops, because she fucked up the kid. And um, she's crazy too, but I mean, she didn't make herself crazy. The mom made her crazy. And then you got this dude who, um, who murders the mom. So these are all animals. Corey describes it as they totally cripple fucked. Uh, but that's not what happened. They murdered Dee Dee and then uh, had sex and then they got busted. And then um, that was it. The guy is spending the rest of his life in prison. And she just got out. I think it was like a 10 year sentence she got. And uh, she served 85% of it, but she just got out of prison. Now, that's it's kind of weird because um, if she hadn't been involved with the guy and he wasn't involved in the murder, and if she just killed him, killed her, the mom, um, you could have made, and I'm sure the argument was made for self-defense, the years of abuse that, that uh, Gypsy Rose uh, had to had to endure. Um, I don't think she gets any prison time. You know, she's fucked up beyond belief. The mom fucked her up. I, I was shocked when I got into the story that she got any fucking prison time. I think what did it is... The fact that she convinced the other dude to do it and she went into the bathroom and plugged her ears. Mom was sleeping on the face down on the couch. He stabbed her a whole bunch of times. That's it. Uh, but I don't know, man. I mean, this the, the mom deserved to die. Let's be honest here. Dee Dee Blanchard did actually deserve to die, in my opinion. Okay? Uh, but for whatever reason, they end up uh, locking her up Dude is going to be in prison forever. Dee Dee is now free. Uh, Gypsy says she deserved to be where I am in prison. Um, she regrets murdering her mother. She didn't deserve that. I disagree. I think she absolutely deserved that. Uh, she walked free last Thursday. She clearly recalls when she and then boyfriend Nicholas Gojohn conspired to kill her mom, Dee Dee. Uh, it was it was argued in court and is widely believed that Gypsy was the victim of Munchausen by proxy, as we talked about. 
By the way, she's married now. She, um, while she was in prison, one of those psychopaths befriended her. You know how that is in prison. You take someone who's famous in prison and then they, everybody comes out of the woodwork and wants to be married to you or have sex with you, you know, with serial killers, murder fuckers, murder lovers. She, uh, she got a letter from a murder lover and then he showed up at the prison. She had sex with him and on a conjugal visit and now they're married. Okay. Now, so eight years in prison, she's free now. She's got a new life. She is getting fresh dick. She's married. The mom is dead. That's great news. The guy who, the maniac who killed the mom, he's in prison for life. That's great news. You know who's winning here is is Didi, or uh, uh, what do you call it? Gypsy Rose Blanchard. She is winning. Okay. Um, I do wish that she was locked up in an institution. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, it's not my fault. It's not your fault that she's now crazy. It's the mom's fault who's dead, but she's still crazy and she's still in the public. Um, you know, I wouldn't want her out. She's a lunatic and that's what happens when you ruin someone the way the mom did, but it's, she's still a psycho. Okay. You do not want to be dating Gypsy Rose. Okay. Uh, and she's of course married now. I don't know how long that's going to last. I mean, give me a fucking break. Uh, this is like mom when she's in the process of fucking up the kid. You know, the kid looks like somebody on the, uh, uh make a wish website. And here she is here with uh, all this, all this, uh, all these leads on her head. There's nothing wrong with her in this picture, but the docs were so fucking stupid. They're like, oh, the mom said so. That's great. Here she is. She has no fucking teeth. And this asshole mom, this is the dude, this is the hero that killed the mom. This is her and her new husband. Oh my God, this dude. What a pile of shit, crazy story. You know she's fucked up from the beginning, though, on Gypsy Rose, because look at the space between her eyes. Look at that. Now, that is far too little space between the eyes. One of you said there should be a Lifetime show. There is. It premieres Friday, January 5th. The Gypsy Rose Blanchard Confessions or whatever the fuck. My God. Um, since she got out of prison, she's been busy. She is a star on TikTok. She is a star on Instagram. Corey says, sounds like she gets a lot of dick and doesn't have to deal with the mom. Rebecca says, so many doctors went along with the mother too. The system totally failed, failed Gypsy. Corey says naming her gypsy was the first sign of abuse. Yes, that in the eyes there. Um, if you sleep face down, you're a psycho. Donut Dan says, at what point, point do you sue the crap out of the doctors? That's That's next, okay? She's already making millions from telling her story. And uh, she's super famous now. 
on uh, on Instagram and on TikTok, and then she'll get millions of dollars from. Uh, actually, I, I that that might not be true because on the Today Show they said that um, she should have done it earlier. You know how like that is for some reason a thing where if you don't do it right away, that it suddenly doesn't work. Which I don't understand that. I mean, she's in prison. I don't know how strong of a case she can make in prison. I mean, I guess she can, but whatever. I don't know. This whole thing is a disaster. Um, I was also thrown off because her TikTok videos, again, she's got like millions of people. I'm not even kidding you. Like 6 million people right away on TikTok who are following this chick. I was uh, immediately suspicious when I heard her voice. Hey, everyone. Happy New Year's Eve. Uh Okay. You see? I just can't take it. Hey, everyone. Happy New Year's Eve. Um, I'm about to... The voice alone. I wish that the boyfriend had had taken care of her too. Right with my family. Um, I have my dad and my stepmom Christy here and of course my husband. Um, so we're looking to bring in the new year together. It's gonna be really awesome to have some family time after so long. So to everyone watching, happy New Year's Eve. Bye. <laughs> no! No, 64 million people hey saw that. This is Gypsy. I'm finally free. Um, I just want to send a quick video to thank everyone for the massive amount of support that I've been getting on social media. Um, everyone has been really, really nice um, and supportive, and I really appreciate that. Um, it's nice to be home. I'm back home in Louisiana, enjoying a beautiful day outside. And um, This is too normal. She's going to slaughter millions, I'm telling you. Got a lot of great things happening really soon. I've got my documentary series coming out, The Prison Confessions of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Um, I just put out an ebook that I'm super proud of. Um, it's not a rehashing of everything that happened. It's more of my reflection of everything that I've learned um, and experienced in the last eight and a half years. So my I would start with the, she should do an interview. It's like, okay, take me through this. You go into the bathroom, you cover up your ears while some crazy fucker murders your mom. Now the mom needed to die. We can all agree with that. But what about the whole having the sex in the room next door while your mom's bleeding out? Take me through what you were thinking about when that happened. The book is called Release Conversations on the Eve of Freedom, which you can pre-order now. Um, and again, just thank you guys for all the support and uh, keep watching. Okay, bye. Oh, fuck that. Oh. That's weird. Uh, Donut Dance says lazy eyes about the only thing that should be diagnosed here. And wow, crazy voice. I sound like a fairy elf. Cole says lock her back up. I'd rather listen to Kelly Cheese. Boy, that's you're right. I would. 
Corey says her husband is going to do something terrible. He has to be insane. Brandis says, I prefer her voice over Kelly's fight me. Are you serious? You know, at the end of the day, if you make a statement like that, I mean, my God, the only way you can really determine that is by actually listening. Cars, Christmas, incredible. New York, come to Oregon, come here. Temperature, algorithms, incredible. For crust, cripple. You're saying that is is more annoying than, than uh, Gypsy Rose? <laughs> That's so expensive. Yes. And I looked it up. I was like, free beer. Remember what, though? <laughs> Jesus. I haven't seen it. <laughs> was a little obnoxious. That's so expensive. Hey. Yes. Hey. I'm a raisin. Hey. I had Led Zeppelin too. Ah, oh, come on, guys. Oh, this man. is a damn temptation. <laughs> Shad. I don't know. It's a toss-up. Linda says, I take Kelly's voice over hers, too, in my own personal hell. Dan says, in two years, she will marry the Tiger King. All right, so she's free. Brandis says, yes, I'm standing by it. I hate Kelly's voice. I just cannot with her. All right. Congrats to Gypsy Rose. Can't take me home. Thank you to TC Paintball for being on board with the show. We're 19 days away, 21 days away. I think 19 days, 21 days away from Paintball War number 23. Yes, 19 days away from Paintball War number 23. Uh, reach out to me, Eric at EricZaneShow.com on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox to confirm your presence, make yourself be known, or just text me for those of you that have my number. Uh, TC Paintball, book an event at TCPaintballGR.com. Uh, everything has to be booked in advance, so you book your party with the neighborhood kids, your pals, workplace uh, achievement event. I don't know what the fuck. TCPaintballGR.com. Love Rick over there. He's awesome. So we're going to get together on uh, Sunday, January 21 for a 3 or 4 p.m. start. I'm not sure uh, what yet. Uh, Over at TC Paintball. We'll have a pizza party beforehand. You pay 35 bucks. You get uh, the paint. You get the uh, uh, gun. You get the mask. And then we're shooting each other. I'm limping around like an idiot. You shoot me. I'm participating. Join me on the paintball field. TCPaintballGR.com. Thank you, as always, to King's Room Barbershop. Three locations, Northland Drive, 821 36th Street, Wyoming, or in Caledonia, King's Room Barbershop, online at kingsroom.net. Men get their hair cut at King's Room Barbershop. Men or women who love short hair, they do it at King's Room Barbershop. Schedules, exact locations at kingsroom.net. 
Uh, I have a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. That is Frank Fuss. He wants to help you get into you uh, into an insurance policy. All you have to do is go to buyinsurancehere.com to get more information. Frank, as a broker, will get you into your Obamacare policy with no red tape, no confusion, no hassle, and you will save money. He also specializes in any other type of insurance. He can get you into a life, insur- uh, life insurance policy, with which I know a lot of you have young kids. God damn it. I'm not kidding you. Get that shit done. I know some of you with all your little babies running around, you need a life insurance policy. I'm looking at you, Matt Kuypers. I'm looking at you, Tyler Kerr. I'm looking at you, Sam the Jew, with all your little Jew kids. For God's sake, get your life insurance. Buyinsurancehere.com. Believe it or not, I got to go tinkle again. I'll be right back. You know what? Okay. Uh, The long uh, New Year uh, weekend started early for EZ, uh, but it wasn't for the best of reasons. Um, I went to the visitation and funeral of Ken Calvert, who I talked about last week, and I started crying on the show talking about that guy. Fucking great. Fucking absolutely fantastic. You know, what's interesting about Calvert is... They just brought him back to the radio on WCSX in Detroit, hosting like a specialty show on the Beatles. And uh, he did one show, one show on December 6th, and then he died. I don't know how he died. I, I, I never did get that far. Um, but I went to, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, visitation. And... Um, So, again, this is a who's who of people in Detroit radio. Uh, When everybody was, like, uh, you know, watching movie stars and paying attention to people in in bands, and and I love this guy, I was listening to, I was paying attention to the people on the radio. Uh, When I was very, very young, these were all superstars to me. And I'm standing in the room with them, and and most are retired. This is a... This is a very uh, seasoned group of people, okay? Uh, And uh, one thing in particular happened. There's this one dude. I don't want to give his name. um, Who is probably the gayest person I've ever been around in my life. I mean... He puts the flame in flamboyant. And I just love him to death. And what this guy does is uh, one of the things, I don't know if he does it for fun or well, I don't even know how the guy fucking makes money, but he has been the uh, video archiver for the entire radio industry. And, uh, he sh- you know, he shoots video of people doing their shows. So like when Calvert died, he put out a video of, Hey, this is my archive footage of me and Ken Calvert. Uh, or when Ken Calvert was on his last week on the air, 10 years ago, here he is interviewing Bob Seeger. They were very close. Um, this guy, in fact, 
this gay guy, he actually visited me when I was on my show with Greg and Chris, and he came and visited and shot video of us. Uh, he's also a massive Bob and Tom fan. Like he is, he thinks Bob and Tom is the greatest show ever. Now we all know that Bob and Tom suck dick. That's a horrible radio show. I've, uh, made no bones about that over the years. Um, I've gone to ham all the time making fun of Bob and Tom. They, it sounds like shit is horrible. It's just basically a bunch of people sitting around laughing at stupid comedians. Well, anyway, I go up to the gay guy and I go, yo, so-and-so. And I, I grab him by the arms and I go, I'll just, let's just call him Gary. I go, Gary. And he goes, oh, hi. I go, you have to remember me. He goes, oh, oh, I don't know. I go, come on, Gary. You visited me on my show. You shot video in Grand Rapids. Oh, no, this is terrible. I don't. Ooh, help me. Help. And I'm holding his arms. Okay. <clears throat> I can, I can really, I really, um, I, I really can tailor my interactions of uh, myself with the gays. You know, I, I make them feel at home. I go, well, listen. I'm going to give you a hint. My first name is Eric. And he goes, oh, God, I'm still stopped. I go, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. After I tell you, we'll be able to have a nice conversation. Last name begins with a Z. He goes, Zane. I go, yes, Gary, how are you? I give him a big hug. I go, how have you been? I haven't seen you in years. So, I'm just so sad. I'm crushed. I'm crushed because of this. And we're right in front of Ken. Ken, his body, his body is right there. He's got his uh, two championship rings for the Pistons. He's laying there. It looks like shit. I hate fucking open caskets. You know, it's still a dead guy. Like, ah, oh, motherfucker. And he's, and Art is always over exuberant. Now, I, I want him to kind of like calm down a little, but he's fucking freaking out. And there are people walking by us who want to take a knee and Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen, and pray. And I'm like, come on, Art, let's move over a little more. So we have this, I'm like, so how you doing, Art? Conversation. I see him. Uh, we're now like away from Ken's body, but some guy walks in and Art goes, oh, Marty, 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 come over here. And uh, I'm, I don't know this guy. And uh, the guy comes walking up and he has a look on his face that says, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Now, radio people have a tendency to really, there's something about radio people, not all of them. Uh, Chris says, I'm not going to say his name, proceeds to. No, dickhead, I told you that the gay guy, I called him Gary. This other guy, I don't give a shit if I give you his name. He looks furious when he's across the room. And he comes walking up to Gary. Um, 
and Gary, I, I might have said his name. Maybe I did say Gary's real name. If I did, tell me. Um, so Gary's standing there, and he's like, oh, my God, Marty. Oh, Jesus. This is, and he goes, Eric, this is Marty Bender from the Bob and Tom show. Now, I know who Marty Bender is. Uh, and I, I, you know, he was kind of like the architect for that show for years. Okay. Now I don't know what he's doing now. Oh, I did say art shit. Sorry, Chris. Anyway, fuck it. Um, let's just call him Gary. Pretend I didn't say art. See, cause I don't know if Gary's come out of the closet or not. That's the only reason why I was protecting Gary. I'm thinking he is. I mean, he's, I mean, fucking nutty as they come. So Marty's standing in front of me and he goes, and Gary's this, uh, Eric, this is Marty Bender, Marty. And I, and, uh, and I, and I go, oh my God, the Marty Bender. So I'm playing it cool. And it's cool to meet Marty Bender. He's an industry giant. And this happens. I go, hi, Marty. How are you? Eric Zane, it's a pleasure to meet you. And he goes, I know who you are. Oh, no. I go, oh, okay. I go, yeah, I I do a podcast. He goes, I know. Just like that. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. Bogey in the house. Bogey in the house. Now, you know. For years, I've gone hard on Bob and Tom. We have taken, okay, we go in, we would go into markets. And if Bob and Tom was on in a market, we would then slaughter Bob and Tom. And then Bob and Tom would lose the market. It happened every time we would sign on in the town where Bob and Tom was at. Slowly but surely, we would take their audience and the show would become decimated. And then the show would be off the air in that town. First one we ever did it to was Grand Rapids. They were on in Grand Rapids on 101.3, which I'm on now, crazily enough. It was called um, The Fox at that time. We show up in Grand Rapids, and in short order, we start eating away audience. So we fuck them all up. And, uh, you know, now I'm standing in front of the architect of that show. He's an, he's a program director for the morning show. And I thought he was going to rip off my fucking head and shit down my neck. And, um, but I'm, I'm playing it cool. And I go, uh, he goes, uh, uh, and then when Gary says, yes, he's runs Bob and Tom. Marty goes, no, I don't. And he said it like that to Gary. And, uh, so he was kind of half pissed off. And then um, then Gary says, I'm going to go up to Ann and I'm going to ask her if she wants me to videotape the funeral. Because, you know, uh, Gary videotapes everything. And uh, Marty says, well, I wouldn't go up there and just, uh, I would just maybe say if she wants it. You know, he's trying to soften the blow because who wants to fucking agree to getting a funeral. It's all fucked up. This whole conversation was fucked up and I'm just standing there in between it all, you know? Um, 
So then finally Gary wanders off and it's just me and this dude and the queen of the forest. Now he's so goddamn pissed about something. Diana leaves. And afterwards she said, yeah, I had to get out of there. I couldn't handle the tension was so intense between you and between, between him and everyone else. But I start like Q and a, I go, so, uh, what do you do? Marty? He goes, I listen to podcasts. And I'm like, Oh, now, Conventional wisdom would think you might think that I would have said, well, have you listened to mine? But I do not want that. Okay. I don't want anybody listening to my podcast. Okay. Because if you listen to my podcast, mine is not like others. Rarely do you find some asshole just rambling on for two hours outside of Stu McAllister and myself. No one does a podcast like this. I don't want anybody like this listening to my fucking podcast. I've got the exact people listening right now that I want to listen to my podcast. Now, if there were more of you, like people who just looking for something to consume, that's okay. But I don't want to like give somebody a homework assignment and say, Hey, check out my show radio guy, especially someone who clearly wants to murder me. Now, there's a chance he doesn't want to murder me, and that just might be his demeanor. If that's the case, God help him, because this dude was pissed. Holy shit. I guess he is. Uh, his job now is people, like, pay him to listen to their show, and then he, like, gives tips and shit. Now, that's definitely something I don't want. No one is going to tell me. What the fuck I'm going to do about the only person that I trust to tell me anything about podcasting uh, would be Carl or E-Rock. Everybody else can fuck off. God damn. This was rough. And then at the, in the mo in the heat of the conversation though, I'm not thinking that he wants to kill me. It isn't until after the conversation that I'm like, I'm pretty sure he wanted to beat your ass from years of abuse that you put his show through. And I'm like, well, maybe, I, I don't know. I mean, that would be pretty stupid. I mean, that's fucking, that's, uh, that's pretty much, uh, the whole game is pro wrestling. That's radio. You're supposed to do that. That's your job. You're supposed to say everybody else sucks and then give reasons A, B, C, D, and E. You know, it's not my fault that his show sucked so goddamn bad. It was the second easiest show I've ever had to make fun of. Used to be the most easy to make fun of. Now that's free beer and hot wings, which by the way, Thursday, we are back for another big fraud Thursday after a two or three week hiatus. Holy shit. We're coming back with a vengeance with who are these Zanes and uh, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. I'll bust out who are these free beers the following week. Uh, Jimmy says, I hope we do Ben and Eric this week. I have a movie that needs to be ripped apart. 
I need that movie. Send it to me, fucker. Uh, so then finally, I was able to drift away from that guy. And then that was it. It ended. I saw him the next day. The next day, we roll into the church. Now, this is it. The famous final scene. We're going to put this legend in the ground. We're driving into the parking lot. And I see Hot Blonde. And behind Hot Blonde, just take those old records off the shelf. I sit and listen to them by myself. Today's music ain't got the same soul. I like that old time rock and roll. Bullet Bob Seeger walking in behind his lovely wife. She's like, Bob, hurry the fuck up. She's got like an umbrella. His wife is just a total babe. Bob's 78. His wife's like my age. Motherfucker. They've been married for decades too. Uh, so he's walking across. He's his white hair is whiter than mine. And uh, park the car. We're walking in right behind him as we're going into the church. He busts out the vape. He's got to get one more hit of nicotine just before he goes in there, man. Lifelong smoker. Takes a big old rip off that thing. Wanders in. Ken's wife is there. Um, they they say hello. Um, I I Diane and I are not going to make a scene. Uh, but, um, so we wander into the church. He sits in the back. So you got Bob on the end, his lovely wife and his daughter. Gigantic church, um, queen of martyrs church in Beverly Hills, Michigan. He's right on the, uh, end seat and Diana we're across the aisle and she's on the end too. So it's her. Me and Truman. Uh, Truman is money guy to all of these people. Or at least he was. He got out of the game. Everybody that worked in that church, any dollar they made, they gave it to Truman. And then he took that money, that dollar, and made more dollars out of the one. So everybody there who made a ton of cash, uh, they have a lot more cash because of the guy who is my pal, Tom Truman. I've known him for 20 years. He sits down next to me. I go, hey, did you see who's to our left? He goes, oh, Christ. And then Truman, we're in a church. Truman leans over. He goes, Bob. And Seeger goes, hey, Tommy. And I'm like, oh, my God. And they're talking over me. And he finally gets up and goes over there, hugs all the way around. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you should have introduced me. What the fuck? But it was cool. We kept it low profile. No big deal. Uh, sit down. Very, very sad ceremony. Um, Calvert's nieces and nephews, they they talked about because Ken didn't have any kids. They talked about her, their great uncle Kenny. It was, it was quite touching. It was it was all very good, and then we got them. And then they said, "Hey, there's going to be a uh, a luncheon after." They you know put Kenny in the ground, and then they would have a luncheon. And I'm like, and we said we don't want to stay for that. That's that's too much, you know, because knowing me, 
I'm probably going to get into a conversation with somebody and become like super fan or just an asshole. So I did myself a favor and got out of there. Um, Chris in Buffalo says big fraud Zane giving Bob Seeger the, Oh, Hey honey, how y'all doing? Poseidon 69 420 says nice microphone. This guy knows audio quality. And Ryan says, big fraud. You just got a wonderful microphone compliment. That's exactly right. That's an Electra Voice RE20. It is the standard for musicians and anybody who talks for a living. If you have one of those piece of shit uh, mics that you get with your dumbass podcasting kit, throw it away. Spend the money and get the either the RE20 or uh, there's another one from Sure that's a great mic that a lot of people use. But I prefer the RE20. That's enough inside baseball, easy, for God's sake. So that was it. <clears throat> it's just uh, very, very sad that we're losing all the old radio people. Jim Ladd died earlier in the week. And then the, uh, and then the uh, amazing Ken Calvert. Very, very sad. And that is the week that was for your old pal, Easy. Thank you to Impact Power Sports for being on this show. Impact Power Sports, they sell fun shit that you ride around in side-by-sides, UTVs, motorcycles, e-bikes, excuse me, ATVs. You get them at Impact Power Sports in Rockford, Michigan. Golf carts, impactpowersportsmi.com. They are Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart dealer. And you got to get over to Impact Power Sports if you want to check the selection out. Mention EZ sent you. This show originates in the Impact Power Sports studio. They are awesome. They also service any bit of equipment that you have that you need to have repaired. All at Impact Power Sports. Speaking of repairs, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, 616-532-6600. An amazing group of people uh, keeping vehicles on the road, whether it's a regular combustion motor, <coughs> excuse me, uh, EV or a hybrid. They'll take care of you at Irvine's right in the middle of Grand Rapids, Michigan. So if you're on 44th Street, four blocks east of 131 Street called Stafford, you turn north on it. And they're right there. Call them 616-532-6600 or head to their website for more info. That's ervines.com, ervines.com for Irvines. And then last but not least, the immortal Joe Martinez, who I don't know if Joe has been in the chat. Have you been on this chat talking shit about your Michigan team? I don't see you in here. I think he said he was drinking Patron all day watching Michigan uh, embarrass Alabama. Uh, By the way, Bob asks, will they ship a dirt bike to Pennsylvania? Of course, they do that all the time, you dickhead. Reach out to them at uh, Impact Power Sports. They will help you every step of the way, I promise you. They'll deliver it to you on a fucking platter. That doesn't make any sense. 
Um, anyway, Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579. Uh, for any type of furnace repair or install or AC repair or install. The process to install the new furnace was really, really fantastic. Outside of Chris, the assistant, taking the company truck and then smashing into other motorists while going to get a part and then leaving the uh, smashed up pile of shit van in my driveway. Everything was perfect. And that didn't affect me in any way. I mean, they got the job done flawlessly. 616-516-8579. It just turned into a complete debacle. That gift that kept on giving. The story of the fucked up van from A&E heating and cooling. 616-516-8579. You can still get your furnace tuned up all the way to the end of February. How great is that? Uh, for free. Normally, it's 79 bucks. Now, just reach out to A&E Heating and Cooling, and they will do it for free. The uh, gas company pays for the $79. 616-516-8579. That's 616-516-8579. The asshole of the day is brought to you by TC Paintball. I have a new asshole of the day sign. I just haven't brought it in here yet. Okay, this asshole crushed dreams. Hurt a lot of people. People who were um, so excited for them. Other nominations include Madison for injuring Diana with her shoes. Some of you might think it's uh, Dee Dee Blanchard. Some of you might say it's Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Some of you might think it's the guy that killed Gypsy Rose's mom. Linda says it will likely be me. Maureen says the ref from the Lions game. Nick Saban is your asshole of the day. I mean, you did all that bullshit. You paid all that money to get Florida kicked out of the playoffs. And you get all the way down to that one play in overtime. And you run the quarterback right up the ass off the, of the offensive line. You asshole. How horrible is that? Nick Saban, the asshole of the day. Now I'm going to get a text from Linda saying, fuck you, fuck off and die. And I, I hope. Uh, I'm going to go piss on your mother's grave or something like that because that's how she rolls. Thank you so much for being here. I'll talk to you on Patreon. Till next time, folks. Have a good one. Bye-bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.